Hello, and welcome to Cinedrunk, the podcast where we're drunk on cinema and alcohol. Brought to you by Cinemunch.com. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, joined as usual by Nathan. Hello. Oh, Christ. And Elizabeth. Hi. I can't do Mimi's voice. Hello. Um, We are here enjoying a beverage while we make our final Oscar predictions. We are a scant three days away from our favorite holiday of the year. The kitties are racing through the apartment with excitement and Anticipation. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what's we drinking? We are keeping it real, folks. We are... Um, we're... <laughs> we have the all-time classic gin and ginger... Because, you know, who can't afford gin and some shatty ginger ale? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also good to Mm -hmm. drink. It tastes lovely. Um, But also, the star of the show this evening is the cheese and the dip that we are eating. So we're having two different cheeses. One is called Andy's. And it's a new-ish cheese from Jos Volto, from Volto Creamery, who is a wizard of cheesemaking. He, mm-hmm. um, for those of you who are studious readers of Cinemunch, I know you're out there. I know there have been master's theses written about <laughs> Cinemunch. I think Northwestern has a class um, <laughs> Cinemunch yeah. Cinemunch and the Art of Film. Um, but last year I did a, a series called Best Picture Cheeses and the cheese for her was called Miranda and that was made by Volto Creamery. So this cheese is, is by the same cheesemaker. It's like I said, it's new. It's an Alpine style cheese and, uh, cow's milk, very buttery on the younger side, subtle, but with, Full flavor, grassy. Delicious. Yeah, no, it's and so good. And it goes good. really well with the gin and ginger. It's so great. It's also how it, I would describe myself. On the young yeah, side. Young and sassy. Subtle. Oh, wait. Subtle. Grassy. Sassy and grassy. <laughs> and <laughs> then the other cheese we're having is um, from Andante Dairy in Petaluma, California. It's called Etude. It is an aged goat's milk cheese, which goes spectacularly well mm. with the gin oh, and ginger. Oh, that's the one that goes well with the ginger. Yeah, okay. well, they both do, but this one in particular, I'm a huge fan of aged goats and um, who isn't? He likes ginger. The elderly They're goat. really in. Yeah, Especially I love yeah. aged goats. The senior goats and ginger, always a good comb, and um, delicious. And then uh, Elizabeth. Out, has outdone herself. She made a vegetarian lentil and walnut pate. Indeed. And uh, it's nice and garlicky and green tasting. It has thyme and oregano and um, goes really well with uh, toasted bread, crackers, what have you. It's positively scrummy. It is. Jesus, so that, that's what we've got going. That's our cook cooking that's what we got cooking yes yes sir uh so the oscars are right around the corner um we're gonna bang out all 24 categories yeah um to mix things up a little bit we wrote down each all 24 categories on a little slip of paper put it in a bowl a mixing bowl because this is cinnamon 
Uh, and we, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. What kind of bowl is that? <laughs> okay, a whatever. Regular bowl, <laughs> not a mixing bowl. We're gonna mix it up, um, and we're gonna we're gonna randomly pull. So who knows what order we'll be going in? But we will discuss what we think will win, what could win, our, and if we uh, had a vote, who we would cast it for, who or what we would Indeed. cast it for. So let's uh, let's get right to it. Ooh. Ooh. Sound you, the sound you hear is Another one flew out. Is oh, the mixing Is that bowl. it? Is that the first choice? Our first category is best makeup. Oh, yes. Christ. This is actually one of the, like, two or three categories I am most anxious about. I have no idea. Yeah, I really don't know either. It really could be any of the three of them. The nominees are um, Grand Budapest Hotel, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Foxcatcher. And I could definitely see any of the three of them winning i've had guardians as my prediction like before the shortlist for the makeup nominees even came out and i think i'm going to stick with that but i think the front runner or the consensus choice is grand budapest hotel yeah i'm gonna go with grand budapest and here's why i don't actually think Foxcatcher will win i, I will be so very either. surprised if Foxcatcher will win but I it could I win i think that that makeup is teetering on j edgar <laughs> hooverville <laughs> Ooh, Which, for those of you who don't know, is a bad thing. <laughs> Terrible thing, right. where it looks like no they cease to look human, and they're supposed to look human, which I felt a little bit about Steve Carell's makeup. Um, yeah, it's really just about the nose. The thing I think, ultimately, that is going to go in Graham Budapest's favor is that it's very clearly just makeup and hairstyling, and I think Guardians of the Galaxy... Because there's so much special effects and, and digital correction yeah. and prosthetics and some people might be half makeup, half CGI or half digital. I don't know. I feel like fantasy often has done really well in this case. Like the Wolfman and things like that that are very obviously like... Right, but even that, but like the Wolfman is all... skin and stuff. Right, but the Wolfman is still very clearly practical effects. That's and true. I don't know that yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy feels as much as like much. it. I think Guardians would probably be my vote, just because I think all the multicolored skin and like the tattoos and stuff on Drax. And I also think it's just a <laughs> oh, cats are going crazy. I also think They're it's just exciting. a really well liked movie that might not they be might rewarded just want a part to elsewhere. To yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not positive that I'm going to stick with that prediction because I do, as you say, I do think Grand Budapest is the front runner here, or the safe prediction, but. We shall see. For now, I'm going with Guardians. Nathan? I am predicting the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, I'm very tempted to go with Foxcatcher. Nose. Um, By a nose. But I think... <laughs> yeah, I feel comfortable enough with Grand Budapest. I think between Tilda Swinton and um, just the general, you know throughout the movie mm -hmm. makeup that's kind of sustained it's not it's not as much trickery it's like enough trickery but not too much right whereas fox sketcher is maybe too much yeah or gimmicky, gimmicky. yeah and guardians i haven't seen so i really that's can't yeah. say well if i had a vote it would go to grand budapest actually me too but i'm gonna stick with the guardians prediction for now fair enough all right Nathan, next can play it out what's next okay we have best visual effects. Oh, God. And the winner is... Is this, is this the other... <laughs> this is not one of the other ones that I'm... So the I'm, nominees I'm pretty for confident this... in my prediction, but it could be several of them. Yeah, the nominees for this are Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, 
Interstellar, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, I think it's going to go to Interstellar. I think it's the most like prestigious of the group that could have been a Best Picture nominee. They've responded to Chris Nolan movies in the past, and they haven't necessarily responded to the Planet of the Apes films, even the, the reboot. Um, I mean, I predicted that to win visual effects for whatever the last one was called, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but yeah. it lost to Hugo, which was kind of a juggernaut in the tech categories. But I think it will be interstellar, but I could definitely see it being Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and if I had a vote, it would go to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm I'm actually going to predict Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and mm-hmm. I think part of it is the, the quite um, lukewarm reception to interstellar. Mm-hmm. Um and my my personal vote would definitely be Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I think yeah. all of these movies impressed me. Mm-hmm. Definitely Interstellar would be probably second. But Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the, the apes themselves, just the emotion conveyed. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So. Well, mine's the exact same as Matt. I, I'm going with Interstellar. I think people are sort of discounting sort of the want to maybe award the more prestigious. I think even if people haven't seen it, it's kind of a default. Right. This is the more important movie. I also think that there are some of the space stuff is really breathtaking in a way mm-hmm. that because Don, like how successful Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is, you almost, you know, a few minutes into the film, you sort of stop thinking about the fact that almost everything you're seeing on screen is a visual, visual effect. effect. Because it's rendered so well, and I think that that sort of subtlety in visual effects maybe actually works against it. Much in the same way in acting categories, subtlety is rarely rewarded. Um, but my vote would 100% be for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I mean, yeah. it's extraordinary what they've done. It also surprises me that I loved it, but it surprises me that Captain America got nominated, only because one of the things I thought made that movie so refreshing was the amount of practical effects they had. Yeah. Like, the parts that were a little bit less exciting were the visual effects in that movie because it was, like, every other superhero movie. True that. Versus, like, the fight on the on the freeway with the Winter Soldier and the, our three main heroes mm-hmm. and all that stuff that was practical effects. That's what stands out to me from that movie. Totes. Our next category... Oh, my. It's another one that's giving me some anxiety. Not one of the, the major ones, but uh, Best Animated Feature. Ugh. Yeah. What do you got? Well, so the nominees um, for this category are Big Hero 6, The Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Song of the Sea, The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Kaguya? Kaguya. 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 Yeah. And this one's interesting because this was, of course, the now infamous Lego movie snub. Right, which was seen as Um, the front runner. Which I totally would have predicted. As would I. And it won won the BAFTA, and every year the BAFTA, which is the British Academy Awards, has had an animated feature category. It's matched up with Oscar every single year. And they awarded Lego Movie, which obviously won't match up. Which again, this is another time to point out that this year's Oscars is very exciting. Super exciting. I'm so Because there's so many categories that are just not clear. Standard sort of 
predictors, no matter which way things go, will fall by the wayside. Right. We didn't even talk about that at the top, but just like right. last year, how like literally 23 of the 24 categories went to the front runner. Right. It was so boring. Right. I mean, even if they were deserving. The but only we upset a, was an animated Zine feature. And <laughs> some other... Oh no, the show was great. Right. Yeah. But I'm excited for that. There's several categories where there's not a clear front runner, right. and that's so exciting. Of course, in, in hindsight or retrospect, we'll be like, oh, of course that one was going to win. But right now, yeah. it's super thrilling. Well, I think I'm ready to make my prediction. Yes. I think How to Train Your Dragon 2 is my prediction. And honestly, oh, wait. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of these, so I don't <laughs> have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same place. Uh, I think that is my prediction, narrowly. I'm considering changing it to Big Hero 6, but I think I'm going to stick with How to Train Your Dragon 2. I have not seen any of them, sadly, this year. Uh, but, you know, if I had a vote, I would probably vote for How to Train Your Dragon 2 only because I loved How to Train Your Dragon 1, but it lost to Toy Story 3. Right, which is why I think there's maybe more moment, because sequels are hard to, you know, right. gain moment, or like there's always sort of a bias against them. Um, I know How to Train Your Dragon 2 won the globe, and the consensus choice is that it will win, but ever since Lego Movie was snubbed and the nominees came out, I've predicted Big Hero 6, and I'm going to stick with that. Again, for now, I'm, I may change Your my mind funeral. at the last second. <laughs> but the only one of these nominees I've seen is How to Train Your Dragon 2, and I, I did really like it. I, again, I don't didn't like it as much as the first one, which I would have awarded had Toy Story 3 not been in that category in 2010. Right. But, um... Uh... I really need to see Big Hero 6. That's like at the top of my list for if I'm making my predictions and needing to be confident about them, I have to see Big Hero 6 because it reminds me of like two years ago, Wreck-It Ralph was seen as the front runner and I was predicting it until I saw it. And the second I saw it, I was like, eh, this seems too young. It's not really like classic enough. It's, it's going to lose out to Brave. And I feel like that could be the situation right now with How to Train Your Dragon 2. But I need to see Big Hero 6. Maybe the animated film is where they like to go with the more progressive, right? Because they chose the first Pixar film about a woman, or about a female character, mm. over Wreck-It Ralph. And maybe they'll this year go with Big Hero 6, which is an animated movie featuring two leads that are Asian-American characters and actually voiced by Asian-American actors. You don't even really know what? that because I haven't seen the film. So I do know that. Maybe and I, I should change a, my prediction. It gets a tip of my hat for that. Huh. But I know that there's people who, who really like it, but it's also hard to tell because the whole Academy votes on this category whether they've seen it or not. Right. <laughs> I can't really tell. I feel like that probably gives How to Train Your Dragon 2 the edge, but Disney animation is kind of on a roll post-Frozen, and I feel like there's enough passion there that Big Hero 6 could win. I could yeah. change my mind, but that's my prediction for now. All right. Well, we'll see you when you lose. Amen. Yeah. All right. It's back to me. I'm so What category is next? What category is next? It is... Best documentary. Yay. Citizen Four will win, and Citizen Four would get my vote. Though, of the four that I've seen, they're all quite strong, and I really, really, really did like Last Days in Vietnam. I have also seen four because we are married. and <laughs> Which means you must watch every movie that the other watches. I certainly think Citizen Four will win. I certainly would vote for Citizen Four. I was not high on Last Days in Vietnam, even though we're 
going to Vietnam next week. Soon. Um, it was it was good, certainly, but it was definitely my least favorite. Virunga, I thought, was really strong. I think that's yes. a potential. Story. And Finding Vivian Mayer was quite entertaining, but I think as a documentary, craft-wise, it wasn't as strong as as the other two I mentioned. So that's where I sit. Well, I have, again, very sadly this year, not seen any of them, but I think I'm predicting Citizen Four will win with the potential spoiler of Virunga. And who knows what I'd vote for? Who knows? Who can say? Probably the salt of the earth. That's <laughs> the only one we have, none of us have seen. Um, but I think this category is similar to foreign film. Now that it's opened up to the entire branch and they get sent screeners and it's just sort of on good faith that you've watched all of them, right. I think it's going to go to the one that has the most public, or is like the highest in like recognition. Right. People, people know about Citizen Four. It's a fascinating film that I can see the cr- critics of it. I can see their point that, you know, it's not necessarily in terms of a documentary art form. It's, you know, she doesn't, the director doesn't necessarily choose, you know, the best structure or shots or anything, but yeah. it's a fascinating document. First I, Citizen I, Four? Yes. Oh, I disagree 100%. I know you do. It, it's incredible filmmaking. And I would actually vote mm. for it just because it's a female director. So his last days in Vietnam? All right, well, um, then fine. Really quick, though, when Pan's Labyrinth lost Best Foreign Film, mm. because it lost, right? Yes. yes. Was Which was a surprise, because it was also nominated. Was the committee. Same with Amelie, when it lost so Foreign Film, was not So it was not, not everyone. The, right. the, okay, right. so that that's just interesting trivia for me to know, because that would be a case where you would think it right. would be a lot. And I'm sure had it been open to the... And important time. when we talk about this year's Foreign Film. Right. Right. Well, now I just drew another category, and we have a snooze factor on our hands. <laughs> Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> Ooh! Um, it's a tight race. Well, as far as predicting, we have a snooze factor. So we all know, I think we can all agree that J.K. Simmons is going to win. Yep. Like, the biggest lock of the night, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, fine. Like, And I also, I mean, I like him. Yep. It'll be good to see I don't think he should work for this, but he's going to. And character actor. Right. Um, an Oscar. Let's see. So the uh, the actual nominees are Robert Duvall for The Judge, Ethan <laughs> Hawke for Boyhood, Edward Norton for Birdman, Mark Ruffalo for Boxcatcher, and then J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. My pick would definitely be Ethan Hawke for Boyhood out of those five. Um, that's a super easy choice for me, actually. Interesting. Ditto. J.K. Simmons will win. Ethan Hawke is my... Clear choice. And J.K. Simmons will win, and Ed Norton is my clear choice. All right. Well, next we have another snooze fest, though in a more positive light from our perspective, Best Actress. Mm. So we have Julianne Moore for Still Alice. We have Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl. Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything. Marion Cotillard for Two Days, One Night. And who did I? Oh, and Reese Witherspoon for Wild. Um, I think we can all agree that Julianne Moore will win. For sure. It'll be so, so exciting to see yeah. Julianne Moore with an Oscar. So deserved. And I think if I had a vote, if I were voting for the Oscars, I would vote for Julianne Moore. I probably would strategically, Just because I want to see her too. win. Yeah. Um, I don't think that hers... I think she's excellent in the role, but it wasn't my favorite 
performance no. by Lee. But then again, my two favorite performances by a lead actress weren't even nominated. Sorry, Essie Davis and Scarlett Johansson. Um, but having just recently rewatched Wild, I might actually vote for Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I would definitely vote for, well, I would probably vote strategically for Julianne. Right. And I think for sure she'll win, but otherwise I think Reese Witherspoon gives the best performance of those five. Yeah. I, as both of you, like we said, I think Julianne Moore will win. We know Julianne Moore will win. But I also would vote for her not only strategically, but honestly. That's cool. Um, and I think, I'm yeah. actually, I'm a little bit surprised and intrigued throughout the award season about some of the things that have been said about the performance. Because for me, it was spectacular. Oh, I think she's really spectacular. Um, it just wasn't my favorite performance by a female, but I think yeah. she's spectacular. It's also, for sure, I but think some she's... people have written that it's just not even memorable. No, I disagree I mean, with that. So, for I me... the it... movie is maybe forgettable. Yeah, and but I even... I think part I, of it is I, that I she's given better performances. She was... I thought she was just incredible. Yeah, I don't actually and know that I agree. I'm glad, I, 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 I think do... it's a deserving winner yeah. performance. I do regardless think... of her history. And I think it's also kind of a weak year competition-wise. I disagree, but I'll get to that in a second. I'll let Hubby finish. Of, of the nominees. I obviously, think... there were several worthy performances. I think Reese Witherspoon would be my second. And Rosamund Pike and Marion Cotillard would be my would be tied for third, and even Felicity Jones I think gets a bad rap. Like, I do too. I think she was great. She's certainly my last choice of these five, but just because she's a little a little young and a little safe. I think in, in she. Her choices, I think she actually did. Safe. But admirably with the pretty stock role that she got. Like it's yeah. how many times have we seen that character? And I think that she was She's clearly she's, smart. Like she right. knows what she's doing. And I'm excited to see more. I don't know that I'm excited to see more of her. But I think if it weren't I think the problem I don't even know that I would say Julia Moore has given better performances. I think it's more that she's had more interesting and challenging characters. For sure, and I think that goes hand in hand. I mean, it a lot, does, of, a lot of the Oscar mean... is for role. Right. And sometimes it goes to someone who had a great role and gave a pretty good performance in that role, but someone else may have done better. Right. I just mean, like, thinking about Kate Winslet. Not... Oh. Kate Winslet, you can say, for the reader, not just she's had better roles, which is clear, but she's had better performances, because I think her performance is almost embarrassing in the reader. <laughs> like, I think it's embarrassing she won for that movie, it. and I love Kate Winslet, and I... I was. I'm happy she has her Oscar now, but the fact that she won for that atrocious—it's sad, pandering piece of I don't even know what Oscar to call that bait. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love. She's one of my favorite actresses of all time. Totally, I totally agree. But I actually think, with the exception of Felicity Jones, who I probably would exchange for for someone else, probably. I mean, I know Essie sure. wasn't even eligible, eligible, yeah. but I would exchange for either her or Scarlett Johansson. But I think the other four are really strong. I really loved all four of their performances. I loved Reese's. I loved Rosamund Pike's. I loved Marion Cotillard's. And I loved Julianne Moore's. So for I keep reading everyone being like, Julianne Moore is going to walk away with it because it's such a weak year. And to me, it's just a year that people decided they don't give a shit about film starring women. 
I mean, I know we keep saying it, but it's like all four of their films were good to great and their performances were great within them. Well, I, to and be also, fair, I feel the same kind of about the best actor category. No, I of, don't of actually, I actually don't disagree with you in the Even best though actor people category. think... I do think it was a great year for best actor, but of the five that they chose, which will obviously we'll get to best right. actor, I don't, and I, I like there were some best like leading actress performances I was really passionate about, like Essie Davis and the right. bad Duke that didn't get nominated. But of right. this this crop, I don't think I would have nominated Rosamund Pike. I I think the role and the movie are fascinating, but I don't necessarily love everything she's doing with it. Mm. Anyhow, well, we've I talked just, a lot about this category. Yeah, no, I just want to say one more thing, because it's Best Actress. Come on, this is our favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should really just do a um, Best Actress podcast, because <laughs> who gives a shit about all the other ones? All I want to say is that I'm so happy for Marion Cotillard, that not only that she got nominated, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this as someone who does not totally buy into the Marion Cotillard craze on the blogosphere. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not only glad she got nominated, but I'm glad she got nominated for this movie instead of the instead of the immigrant, um, oh, yeah, which I thought was a horrible movie. Happen. But um, she's excellent in this, and yeah. I think yep. you know this movie. Two days, one night did not make even my honorable mentions for the year, but it, it's definitely one that I would highly recommend because it's it's the kind of movie we need more of. I also in think the world. Yeah, I and also it's think just it's so interesting. easy to relate to as a human being. It's yeah. so everyday, natural, you know, she's great. I also think it's interesting that it's a year really with the exception of Rosamund Pikes, which is the role calls for not having naturalism. But I think you could make a case for all four of the others, that their performances are really very grounded and natural. Mm-hmm. Even Felicity yep. Jones, who's working in a period piece, but she, I think but part of the like things mimicry, that I appreciate about like her their performance, original role, even if like you know Cheryl Strayed's a real person, right? Jane Hawkins a real person, not but they're not like thing. right. They're not Meryl Streep doing Margaret Thatcher, right? Yeah. I don't see any of all that taking on that different things, yeah. which those roles rarely get nominated. So it's so that's true. Sort of lovely that that category is dominated by very natural performances amen julianne moore we're excited to see you with an oscar right. what's next it's, i don't know whose turn it is it's you i think it's you baby girl <laughs> best co- oh this is fitting because i'm a lady best costume design <laughs> that is I right clothes. up your alley i love clothes um so the nominees are you have to help me fill in so it's grand budapest hotel um, Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice, Into the Woods, Mr. Turner. And Maleficent. And Mal- oh, that's the one I always forget. Because yeah, well. Why? With good reason. Yeah, um, it's got good costumes. No, it does have good costumes, but I just forget it exists. <laughs> good. Um, I think for sure it's Grand Budapest Hotel. And if I had a vote, it would also go to Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, my vote would definitely go to Grand Budapest, and I think, and I think I will predict Grand Budapest, but having just read The Hollywood Reporter does the whole thing where it gets ballots from various people and looks at what they've voted for, and on both of them, they both voted for Into the Woods, and I think part of it is the Colleen Atwood of it all. Yeah, and then and it's sh- like fairy tales, fantasy yeah, so big costumes. Like they awarded Alice like in fucking Wonderland. 
Right. So yeah. I'm really actually nervous, and I still might change my vote to Into the Woods, even though I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope it's Grand Budapest. Yeah. I am predicting the Grand Budapest herself. And narrowly between that and Inherent Vice, I'm going to, my, my pick would be Inherent Vice. Mm. And I think, um, I think partly because it's understated that it's totally still like appropriate, appropriate period without and being adds like... to the movie without, uh, you know, drawing attention to itself. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so like, look, this is this period. And that's the kind of costume design that never gets No, it's true. I agree. So. It's also, um, costume designed by a male, so that's... <laughs> oh, great, because, yeah, men for life. Uh, <laughs> uh, are we ready for the next one? We are. We are ready on that note. So, best adapted screenplay. Oh, mm. This is my least favorite category. Why? It's really... These nominees in are general, such or this garbage. Year? This year. It's really not very strong. Garbage. Um, okay, so the garbage nominees are American <laughs> Sniper, okay, uh, The Imitation <laughs> Game, Inherent Vice, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Ugh. I'm gonna stick with The Imitation Game. It won the Writer's Guild. It won the USC Scripter Prize, I think. And it won the it's, BAFTA. Yeah, it's not likely to... No, Theory of Everything won the BAFTA. Oh, that's right. Oh, God, it that's was right. shut out at the BAFTA. That's right. I, I don't think it's likely to win anywhere else. It's got Harvey Weinstein behind it. It's still kind of prestigious. It's safe. It has, you know, some quotable, witty dialogue. And that's what I did like about it was some of the, not the, like, sometimes it's the things no one imagined or no one expects. Which they anything. said yeah. thrice. Right. It's that, that I have an issue with. But it's, sometimes it's, like, Stuff like that that stands right. out in voters' minds. I think it's safe. I feel more confident in predicting this category than original screenplay, which is kind of a free-for-all. I think there's definitely a chance that Whiplash takes it, and that would make me really sad. I hope it's not Whiplash. I think it's the spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the there. screenplay was not the worst thing about Whiplash. It no, was but it's also almost fair. I don't know, but... It, I feel like it's direction. Redundant. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is true. If I had a vote, God, I might even abstain or just like spill my coffee on my ballot, <laughs> just on that category. But I would probably, well, I'd probably stick with the imitation game just because it was it did kind of coast along. It was an entertaining film that I feel like the the script was maybe better than the kind of bland choices. Here's an Oscar for coasting along. I mean, if, of those five, the fact that Wild no, and totally Gone Girl it. didn't get in and they were yeah. certainly right on the cusp is just kind of tragic. Yeah. I, I would mean, maybe I... give it to Inherent Vice, which I kind of appreciated its screenplay, but I also didn't, I wasn't really a big fan of. I'm, I'm sticking with the imitation game predicted to win, although I might on Sunday change it to Whiplash. Because I know that strangely, from everything I keep hearing and reading, there's a lot of support from the Oscar voter community for Whiplash. People fucking love that movie, and I don't. Sorry, 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 sorry Mama Hagum, that I used bad language. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I, do, I don't understand the love for it's that It's her movie. birthday on Sunday, too. <laughs> well, oh, I won't use that language. She shares her birthday with the Oscars. That's so exciting. What, what a privilege. Sorry, yeah. Elizabeth. <laughs> um, 
I was not apologizing to myself, just in case <laughs> our listeners think I've really gone off the deep end. Well, you probably have. Um, I, but I think Imitation Game would be my vote, and I would feel okay about it. I liked the Imitation Game probably the most of the three of us. You did. And I liked the script. And I think that the whole, even the, the sometimes the people you, you know, we were just talking about Titanic, which has the cheesiest whatever. And I don't even think this is necessarily cheesy. I think it's a throwback. It's a right. throwback to period films. It's totally in line with anything you would find in a Merchant Ivory mm. type film, which I personally like. Yep. I understand if it's not your taste, but I think that the script was for the genre and style it was going for is totally... It's polished. Polished, yep. as opposed to American Sniper, which I, I think they had chimps write it. Which isn't saying anything. I think yeah. they had the plastic baby write the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then I would probably vote for it because that's impressive. <laughs> um, I also predict the imitation game. Um, I think it is polished. Um, I would not vote for it for my choice. I think it's my solid second choice. Mm -hmm. My first choice is Inherent Vice. Which I guess that means I would give two Oscars to Inherent Vice, which is bizarre because it was not one of my favorites of the year. But I've heard other people say that, though, about these two characters. Given, given the characters. Given those choices, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the thing that... So Inherent Vice, it, I mean, I haven't read the novel, but I know enough that it's not the easiest novel to adapt. Right. Um, certainly Gone Girl or Wild would also <laughs> get a vote above this. But right, my real vote would be Sadly, they're not corn the picture. For and, the, and the imitation game, I'm I'm going to hold it against the screenplay that they pretend at the end... That they've addressed the... That they've addressed the, gay stuff. the homosexuality yeah. laws. Which I feel like they that. have enough for the film that they made, but then to put that no, I mean, button at the end. It's like, and wait, also, so that's not what your like, message was. The best place for me to hold it against them is the screenplay. Like the, that's, that's fair. True. And I feel so, like yeah. And it's still my... To say that it's still my second best. Right. So something about the category. <laughs> I feel like Inherent Vice also has the most like personality of any of these five. Because yeah. even like the, like the American Sniper feels egregious to me that it made it into screenplay because whatever I can see other people having finding merit in that film but this particular part of the, the film screenplay? right that to me feels like if anything the absolute weakest part of yeah. the movie because the dialogue is horrible and whiplash I, I don't understand it being in here at all I think the theory of everything is fine I think it's not memorable but I also don't think it's like I don't Remember, it's serviceable. Right. Again, I liked the movie more than either of you, but I don't remember at any point cringing at the dialogue or just hating. No, I just didn't like the movie at all. But. Right, which is fine and fair, but I just mean I don't think it's specifically like the screenplay is right. piling no, no, no. shit. No, it's a fine throwaway nominee. Yeah. But wouldn't vote for it. No, not Um. Not. Well, fitting that the next thing I pulled was original <gasps> screenplay, which Ooh. is one of the other ones that's giving me major anxiety. Me too. <laughs> I do not know. But nominees, we have uh, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Nightcrawler. And to be honest, I could see it going to any of the five. 
Maybe not Fox Not Fox Catcher. Catcher. And probably not Nightcrawler. Not, I don't think Nightcrawler. No. Yeah. I don't either because of the strength of the other three, but it wouldn't... If they... If there is a big surprise of the night, I could see that being it. Well, I'm fine predicting first. I Go ahead. I honestly... I mean, I haven't read up on this category, but I I really see it going to the Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, that would also be my vote. My personal vote. Ditto. I think it's going to be Grand Budapest Hotel. Obviously, Boyhood and Birdman are the two like best picture frontrunners, so they should be the the leaders in this category, but I feel like the past couple of years, voters more and more so lately have been really focusing in on the original part of original screenplay, like mm-hmm. awarding her and Django Unchained over like other more likely best picture victors, mm-hmm. um, like American Hustle, Zero Dark Thirty, The Artist, things like that. They also um, seem to award really distinct voices. Right. And I um, think... In a way that, especially, bo- I mean, I actually think it's a little bit, although I don't know what I'd replace it with in original screenplay, since my favorite screenplays of the year obviously weren't adapted and didn't get nominated. Um, but Boyhood almost irks me a little bit that it's in there, just because it was kind of improvised as it went. Right, I mean, they wrote it as they went. That's why I I don't think I'm going to predict... I wouldn't be surprised if it won here, because if voters really like it, or if it's clearly going to win Best Picture, it's going to need to win elsewhere, and I it could see it It could also be if here. everything, the two top prizes go to Birdman, they decide this is their place to award Richard Linklater. Yeah, could be. Um, I just, sure. I'm comfortable, I'm confident that that's not going to be my prediction. I'm sort of wavering between Grand Budapest and Birdman. Birdman Birdman won the Golden Globe, but again, I think Grand Budapest is the most original. I think Birdman, you can give it more credit for its visuals and a lot of the technical craft, not necessarily just the screenplay, which I have a bit of a problem with just because I think its thesis is not necessarily the clearest, and you know, I've said this again and again, but that... It's also very unsettled. In a way that works in the film, because nothing about the film is particularly subtle. That's true. All of it is sort of like loud bashing, and it sounds like I mean that in a negative way. I mean it in the best way, that yep. it was like a roller coaster where things just kept colliding, including their points, but like what he was trying to say is not clear, which is confusing because it, the points are so explicitly stated. Right. Right, I think that's maybe my problem. Like, it's all very strong and bold, and then at the end it's... Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to be a little bit ambiguous now, but not in a bold way. I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I love the screenplay for Birdman. I mean, I think the... strong... Right, I do love... And I know that, you know, we've had a similar conversation before, and I was the one who liked it probably most out of the three of us. The screenplay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I see your point, too. I think this is a really strong category, and I really genuinely like all five, but Grand Budapest would get my vote, and I think Grand Budapest will win. Yeah, I'm narrowly predicting that over Birdman. I also think it's just a place that they can reward Wes Anderson, who Mm -hmm. has sort of heretofore been mostly ignored by the Academy for all of his previous films, and then this one is such a well-liked, I mean, it got tied for the most nominations, it's a very well-liked film, but it doesn't actually feel like a threat for best director or best picture so this is a place right. it feels like a clear reward. third place finisher in right. both those races and because it's not written by four people which i think that's the other advantage it has over birdman is birdman has four credited writers well on their ballots too it only says the film name okay the only categories where it gives the artists is acting and directing right okay but but regardless i'm sure some people at least right. know. that's true for sure and it just feels like 
you know, vo- again, it feels like a very strong, it's Wes Anderson's voice. Yeah. I mean, he had a co-writer or a co, you know, the stories by him and someone, right. Hugo Guinness, I think is his name. But yeah, but yeah it's and a good category. I, yeah. And I think GBH is my vote as well. All right. What's, uh, what's next? Let's see. Let's see. Best editing. Oh my God. This is like the other one that's giving me the, <laughs> of the, I thought there were only two. I said there were two to three. <laughs> no, I'm actually, this this one. one is this is not. It, it's original screenplay, makeup, and I think the other one is one of the shorts. I don't remember at this point. We've we've had well the nominees, several gin and gingers. <laughs> the nominees for best editing are Boyhood, Whiplash, American Sniper, Grand Budapest Hotel, and The Imitation Game. And to be honest, I could see any but The Imitation Game winning. Yeah, literally any. I mean. I could even see the imitation game win. It would be a total, total shocker, but I could see any of the four winning. I do you mind if I go first? Again? No, no, go. I predict Boyhood for sure. I think that's ultimately my prediction. Mm-hmm. Although I'm keep going back and forth with the whiplash because of all the musical sequencing. Right. I mean, it's very obvious yeah. editing. I mean, Boyhood, you have to know the sort of the story behind it, but it's also right. I. I don't think there's that much footage that they actually shot over those 12 years that they didn't use. Right. Um, which obviously that's sort of a mammoth undertaking to film over 12 years and edit it all together. And right. it's good for her. She's his longtime editor. But Whiplash, you re- you see every frame of that editing job, which would be really, really, I mean, that's a mammoth undertaking. Right. No, I mean, those that drum solos like really... that take like 10 minutes and they're not always Miles Teller. You have to match each shot to the actual sound editing and the sound mix. Yeah. And to, you know, each cut so that you, you know, when it is a double, it still looks like Miles Teller. I think that's a huge spoiler. Yeah, I do too. And it could absolutely win. I could also see American Sniper winning just because it's like, oh, look, a war movie. Right, and war movies do tend to do well in this category. Yeah. If I had a vote, I think I would stick with Boyhood only because it's my favorite of these but i i do really appreciate as much as we maybe didn't love the movie i do appreciate the editing job on whiplash and grand budapest I, yeah i was gonna say for this i actually won't be that pissed if whiplash wins only because i do see technically what sort of again like you said a mammoth undertaking that would be but i think my vote would actually be for the grand budapest hotel only because i think people really take for granted how difficult it is to edit comedy and how important a good editor is in making comedy work on film. I totally agree. And I, I, I either read this summer or heard this summer and I totally agree with it is that I think a lot of the job of, or the pacing of that film that works really well is the script. Mm. I think Wes Anderson writes so well and writes those beats or those shots into the screenplay that the editor's job is pretty easy. Like, He's he's so clear in his vision that the editor is not pulling from as much. Well, not that voters are going to know. Fine, that. I won't vote for that one with an imaginary <laughs> vote. Did this? I hope you're happy. I am. What's your vote, Hubs? Um, Hubs. <laughs> I mean, I've called you many things on this podcast. Um. Uh, we I all think, predicted Boyhood, right? Yeah, yeah, I think ultimately I would vote Boyhood. Even, I mean, I kind of would be parroting what Matt said. Like, what's the, new? <laughs> the, <laughs> the main reason I wouldn't vote Whiplash is because I didn't like the movie. 
Yeah. Which is fine. But I also, if it wins a category, let it be this. Also, let's not pretend that Oscar voters don't vote on whether or not they like a movie for a Absolutely. category that has nothing. I mean, it's hard to separate your emotion yep. right. about the overall piece to look at a specific part. For right. sure. So the next category is Best Live Action Shorts. Oh, good. We can plow through this. Yikes. Um, this one's actually pretty difficult. I don't know where it is on the list. It is. There it is. Um, so the nominees are Aya, Boogaloo and Graham, Butterlamp, La Lampe au Bourg de Yac, <laughs> Parvene, and The Phone Call. I'm going to go out on a limb, because I know most people aren't predicting this. Do you? I, have, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I always go for what sounds like someone could could say it when they open the envelope. Um, I'm going to say Boo Boo and Graham. Me too! That's Me my three. prediction. Yeah. <gasps> but I'm going to see these certainly not tomorrow or the next day, and that will inform so. my prediction much better, so stay tuned for that. But uh, I think the phone call is maybe more high profile because it stars Sally Hawkins and the voice of Jim Broadbent. Yeah. But I heard um, that otherwise, I've heard Aya is quite good. Parvene has its fans, uh, but I've heard Boogaloo and Graham kind of sticks out of the five. For the short films, you do have to prove that you've seen all five, whether that's through a ticket stub or you've gone to a screening, so this isn't necessarily the whole Academy voting, um, but it could be a large portion. But we think Boogaloo and Graham, and none of us have seen any of them, so let's move on. The next one uh, is uh, Best Supporting Actress. It'll go to Patricia Arquette, and she gets my vote. Yeah. Oh, but the nominees are Patricia Arquette in Boyhood, Laura Dern for Wild, Kieran Knightley for The Imitation Game, Emma Stone for Birdman, and Meryl Streep for Into the Woods. Yep, Patricia Arquette gets my vote as well. I give a special nod of my head to Kieran Knightley and to Laura Dern, who really is more like a cameo almost. But I would vote for Patricia Arquette. And she's going to win, which is a clear... You know, if voters don't feel inclined to vote for Boyhood elsewhere, they've probably checked off her name here. Yep. Best sound mixing. Ooh, this one's tough, too. Not one of the ones I'm most anxious about, though. <laughs> I, just like the, I just like the thought of you just, like, tossing and turning in bed, unable to sleep, because oh, you're like, legitimately. what is going to win best sound I try to visualize mixing. what they're going to say when they open the envelope. I think that this, I know that American Sniper is probably the front runner and probably will win, but I'm going to predict Whiplash. This, there there genuinely is not a front runner in this category. Sound editing, I would say, American Sniper is maybe yeah. the front runner, but mixing is really hard. You have the Guild, the Cinema Audio Society, gave it to Birdman. Mm -hmm. Whiplash, I think, won with BAFTA, with the British Academy. Mm -hmm. I still think American Sniper is kind of right up there, especially because I, I think it's maybe a front runner for sound editing. This is a really tough category. But I'm going to go with mixing only because I think the, the all the music stuff, sort of like we were talking about with the editing. Stands out. Stands out. Yeah. I think that'll go to Whiplash. And I would maybe actually vote for Whiplash here. Again, not liking the movie, but... I am going to predict Interstellar because mm -hmm. I see it winning see more it. in this category than visual effects, actually. But... You could make an argument either way. Well, the thing I, f I think interesting about that only is, like, when I saw it, it was a terrible sound mix in my theater. And I know that there were That's various there people that had of... problems with it. Because there were a lot of points where I couldn't understand the dialogue because the 
score and sort of ambient sound was up so much. I had difficulty actually with the sound. And, and I, there were a lot of articles, there was a lot of press about the poor sound mix. Yeah. So it was kind I, of a surprise that it got into this I category, totally but I feel like point, voters don't care. But the fact that it got nominated, to me, suggests... Right, which well, the nominations are by the... Certainly doesn't matter. Right, the nominations so. are by the specific branch. If the branch nominated it, who's to say that the entire Academy at large even knows what sound mixing is? <laughs> they don't. Um, I, this is our first category where we have three different predictions. I'm going to stick with American Sniper... But I, my, oh God, I would almost give it to, almost predict Whiplash, but I think Birdman, if they're going to, if it is a Best Picture frontrunner, which it certainly could be, people are obviously like it, and it could definitely show up as a winner in other categories, which would likely be this one. Mm -hmm. uh, if I had a vote, I don't even know. Sound mixing. Maybe Birdman. Yes. Yeah, I actually, it pains me to say it, but I think my vote would go for American Sniper, but I would also do a little more research beforehand. Yeah. Yep. All right, and the next category. You just said sound mixing. I'm going to say it again. Typical. <laughs> I didn't like my category. Best documentary shorts. Oh, God. Um, Who cares? Yeah, can we skip this one? Um, well, I will just say, I think that it's going to be Crisis Hotline Veterans Press 1, because it's about suicide prevention and veterans. Yeah. I think so, too. So do I. And we've not seen any of them, so... Next. Next category. Though, I, it could be Our Curse or Joanna. All FYI, right. FYI, if you feel like branching out for your office pool. Uh, next we have... Ooh, another toughie. Best Actor. Yikes. Nominees being, um, no, not that. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything, Michael Keaton for Birdman, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game, Bradley Cooper for American Sniper, and Steve Carell for Foxcatcher. Steve Carell and, and, and old Benny, Benny Combs, are out. They yeah. won't win. Um, but it could theoretically be any of the other three. I am predicting... Eddie Redmayne. I think, I just think it's such a big performance in the physicality. But I also think, you know, and we've talked about it too, and I know especially Matt because you really have come down hard on the movie itself, which is fair. But I think that he doesn't always get the credit he deserves for what he does beyond the physical. I actually think, oh, I think he gives a very wry and sort of nuanced performance within the big physical stuff that he has to do. Mm -hmm. That I think for any actor watching it, I, I just think, and any non-actor too, it just looks like Even cynically, yeah, like the, not gimmick, but the, I mean, he, his, that role checks off all the boxes of a yeah. typical Oscar winner and he's, he won the SAG award, he won the BAFTA, but my prediction, I'm going to stick with Michael Keaton. Fair enough, I think it could easily be. Cheaper. I think there's a more heat around the film. I think, obviously, Eddie Redmayne, I think Eddie Redmayne is definitely the clear front runner. And I, if you're putting money down, I would say check off Eddie Redmayne's <laughs> name. But I think Michael, Michael Keaton has more of the, the history behind him. I think Eddie Redmayne is a little too young for them to really respect. Like, if I think of the Academy at large, all more, like 6,200 of them, I can see the the sound guys and the members at large being like, yeah, Michael Keaton. 
I still see actors really responding to the film. I think there's a lot of passion for his performance, even if you don't necessarily like sure. the film. It's def he definitely gets my vote of these. Five. I mean, listen, he's who I would vote for of the right. five. I just, I just also think though, Eddie Redmayne is young, but that film does not play young. That's true. And he doesn't look good in it. Because he's, you know... It's also just... It's not often just statistically that SAG, BAFTA, and Oscar go four for four. So I'm right. trying to... And I don't think Julianne Moore, J.K. Simmons, or Patricia Arquette are going to lose in under any circumstance. Right. So I'm going to stick with my, my Michael Keaton. All right. Nathan? I just decided this yesterday. Unbeknownst to you... I hope it's Michael. I hope it's Bradley Cooper. It's Bradley Cooper. Um, this year, I think I, I have this feeling, I have this vision of him winning and I, I, I feel like votes will be split. It's, mm -hmm. he's yeah. had, this is his third in a row. Third in a row. Yep. Um, best actor, best supporting. And best I actor. hate it. Like, I hate that he's nominated for this. I think movie. he's fantastic and he would be maybe my number two. Like, I, I don't even like him in general. I like him. I feel like I would like him as a person, but as an actor, he's <laughs> not my favorite. But I—that's my prediction, and my vote would also go to Michael Keaton. Yeah. All right. So moving on, nest, nest, nest. <laughs> best nest goes to no. Uh, best production design. Whoa. So for those of you newbies. Like me, did this used to be called art direction? It did, mm -hmm. okay. and just last year or maybe the year before, it, they changed the name to production design. So I think it awards the designer and the set decorator. Mm -hmm. Cool. Nominees include the Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Interstellar, Into the Woods, and Mr. Turner. I think Grand Budapest is handily going to win here, and it would get my vote narrowly over Mr. Turner, which I think is impeccably designed in all aspects and gorgeous but as is grand budapest yeah i think it's going to be grand budapest grand budapest would be my vote i have not seen mr turner so i can't speak to what you say <laughs> um but i have a deep fear that into the woods could potentially spoil which will just like costume design yeah yeah which will drive me crazy because that movie looked cheap it did. I, I see that Disney. scenario in costume design as we discussed. I th did we I, discuss it on here? I don't think we did. We did. We did costume design. Okay. <laughs> it know. happened. I don't know what we're doing Our anymore. Our leaders are yelling at us that, that it did happen. Um, but I feel like Grand Budapest is such a front runner. I mean, it's called the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's basically a character. Well, I guess the woods are a character too, but that's yeah, a that shitty is just, character. Yeah. Yeah. Grand Budapest. Yeah. The Grand Budapest Hotel will win. I would have a really hard time voting. I think I think I would probably vote for Mr. Turner because I would be so sure that the Grand Budapest Hotel would win. So it'd be kind of a political vote just to Yeah, just to give it some you know, support. Give a vote. For Ralph Mr. Nader Turner. it. Yeah. Ralph Nader it. I would totes Ralph Nader it. Okay, next we have best sound editing. Mm. Mm, I say American Sniper. As do I. What are our nominees? American Sniper, Birdman, The Hobbit, Interstellar, and Unbroken. I mean, one can only hope it'll be The Hobbit. 
Yikes, that movie's a mess. It's horrible. Fucking mess. It's really horrible. Um, yeah, American Sniper has been my prediction since the nominations came out. Um, I think they tend to go for war movies here, you know. Yeah. Bullets, gunfires, a lot of sound effects. <laughs> yeah, this one I think will go to American Sniper. And yeah. I actually... Um, it would get my vote. Too. I would vote for that. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit, so I just <laughs> Yeah. Good for you. Fair enough. <laughs> I applaud that. Moving on. Ooh, this is... So, scratch any of the other times I was like, this I'm so anxious about. Best original score. <laughs> we need to get you AKA some. 90% of the categories. Well, it's a really um, up in the air year. Okay, best original score, you said? I yes. think up in the air is actually going to win. <laughs> no, it's going to get shut out. Um, original score... Nominees uh, would be Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Interstellar, Mr. Turner, and The Theory of Everything. And just so our dear listeners know, we we did our homework and right before we started recording this, went back and had a listen to all of the scores. We did, on their own, as most of the yeah. members who would be re-listening would just be listening to the scores again. Okay. I mean, I have it narrowed down to two, for sure, in terms of what I'm going to predict. I just, I don't know. Someone else go first. I'm going to predict the Grand Budapest Hotel. I feel like it's going to have a really good night, actually. I think it could have a I think night. it's going to have a lot of, I, I mean, I, it may not win any of the major categories, but it'll... I think it could, I think it, there's an easy world in which... quite a few. Yeah, I think there's an easy world in which Grand Budapest ends up being just by trophy count the big winner big of the winner. night. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And my personal vote, I I do actually love the Interstellar score, which I know is not a popular view around here. Get out. But, <laughs> but my vote would probably be Mr. Turner. To be honest. Mm-hmm. I do not recall the score much. I um, remember loving it. I'm sticking with the theory of everything, which... Even just from the trailer, the score, at least that main like theme, Features. kind of stood out as being very pretty. And then it won the globe, and that sort of solidified it. Nathan's making vomiting motions. Um, and I also, because I'm not predicting Eddie Redmayne in Best Actor, I feel like it's a very spread-the-wealth year, and it will have some support here. But I definitely think Grand Budapest... I, I also don't think... While I do think Grand Budapest is gonna maybe lead the win count i don't necessarily see it like sweeping the technical no not at all i just think that so much of it is gonna be spread this year i think right which is why i think maybe i'm leaning guardians and makeup and yeah um theory of everything and score over grand budapest yeah i mean leaving leaving alexandra the plot yeah i think grand budapest could end up getting four and end up having the highest count oh for sure like this year i think it's gonna be very could be spread out um, well, I think I, I keep going back and forth on this, but I think ultimately I'm going to predict theory of everything. And I think partly because it just sounds like the more classic score. It's a full orchestra, full orchestrations. Most like strings, obvious. Strings, a very like lovely main theme. Um, it just seems like what sort of Oscar voters would vote for. Yeah. Um, I think the Interstellar, having listened to it on its own, I had some problems with how it fit into the film, but I was trying to keep an open mind, not hold that against the score, how it was sort of edited into the film or placed within the film. 
But then listening to it on its own, a lot of it is very sparse. A lot of it is mm-hmm. not much happening at all. And then some big moments. And I think that that doesn't necessarily play well then without the context of the film. Hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If someone yeah. is just listening to it, a lot of it is like almost more ambient sound versus... Yeah, well, clearly they didn't like the Birdman score, so... Well, well just, just it was disqualified. Uh, Otherwise, that would have been my third choice. My but my my vote would 100% go to Grand Budapest. I just think I'm concerned that it's too quirky for voters. Yeah. A lot of it is like yeah. harpsichord, a lot of it is plucking, a lot of it is almost simple in its sound, very sparse, but not in the way that, not melodically, not in the way that Interstellar is, but just in its instrumentation. Mm. Yeah, if I had a vote, I, I really don't know what I would give it to. I do, I did, I mean, all of the scores, I, I think it's a fairly good year for those those five. They're I think all are really good quite lovely. And different in their own ways. I definitely wouldn't give it to Imitation Game. I'd probably... I like Chalk that up one, another actually. vote I like for um, Grand Budapest, but I'm going to stick with Theory of Everything for my prediction. Nice. What's next? It's, it's you? It's me? I, see, I don't know. Didn't I do score? You did. I, I just don't pay attention to you. Ooh, Best Picture! Whoa! What is that one awarding? <laughs> the best of the best. This is difficile. Yes. Nominees? Yes, I, I will read them. All right, if they are <clears throat> Boyhood, Birdman, American Sniper, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Whiplash, Selma, and The Theory of Everything. What are you predicting? Nathan can go first. I'm still... I don't think this is going to end up being the most popular prediction. But I really, I think I'm still confident that Boyhood will win. That's my prediction. Maddie? That is a sound prediction. It is very clearly to me between Boyhood and Birdman. This is the category where, if you don't know, this is the only category of the 24 where they do it on a preferential ballot. So the, um, the voters rank all of the nominees, or as many as they want to. Some clearly just write one or two. Um, and it, it sort of goes by process of elimination. Um, you know, whatever movie has the eighth most votes gets eliminated, and all of its votes get proportioned out to whatever those voters had as their number two, and so on and so on, until you have one movie that has 50% of the vote plus one, so that no other movie can win, which could lead to some really consensus or bizarre you know the movie that has the most number one votes might not end up being the winner right um ultimately i'm gonna stick with statistics and probably stay with birdman i've had boyhood predicted basically all season but birdman won the producers guild the directors guild screen actors guild it's won an award with almost every other guild which the guilds are each specific branch of the industries i know i know i'm rambling on um, uh, awarding what they think is best in the industry and Birdman has consistently won not with critics, not with the Golden Globes not with all the other like broadcast film critics association but anything that's had overlap with Oscar with the exception of BAFTA, the British Academy which awarded um, Boyhood and Richard Linklater Birdman has con- continuously been the winner and I think it speaks to the industry and making art and artists and They've sort of been on this string of that 
lately with Argo and the artist, and it's sort of nostalgic to think that way. It is kind of a divisive or divisive film. <laughs> Much like the word divisive yes. here in this Amen. But I'm going to go with statistics and the last movie to have won PGA, DGA, SAG, and not win Best Picture was Apollo, Apollo 13, 13, which lost to Braveheart, which was a, a whole different season. But Boy, what a shitty couple of choices. Anyway. <laughs> Still but yeah, it. it's, it's, a, it's a big race, and I love, love, love that this is a real horse race for the top award right. this year. Well, I think, you know, I actually was with you, Nathan. I was sticking with Boyhood literally until today, and then when I started thinking about it, the problem with Boyhood is I think it's not particularly outstanding in any of the technical categories. And Birdman won with the actors at SAG. Um, so I think actors are going to be more inclined to vote for Birdman. And then when you start getting into all of the people from all the technical branches, all those little branches, I think that they're going to be like, the cinematography in, the, in Birdman was amazing, I want Birdman. Or the... Sound editing was amazing. I Which is a little it. reductive, but that's how we all think. It when is, we, but right, it's, I mean, it's the same of... way, like, my favorite movies generally end up being the ones that I think have the best performances in script because those are my preferences. Right. Whereas other people are more visual and drawn to a director's achievement the way you really like Foxcatcher. And mm -hmm. for me, you know, it didn't work, but that's neither here nor there. So I think I have switched to Birdman only because I think that it, will appeal to every branch. But I still could be totally wrong. And I would just like to say, I think it's great that this year it's a not only a horse race, but having Boyhood or Birdman win is a great representation Amazing. of Amazing. They're both such off-kilter, yeah. And atypical choices movies, for the atypical Academy. To yeah. Win. yeah. For some reason, for me, I totally agree with you about the, uh, Elizabeth, about the technical categories in terms of cinematography and some of the harder technical categories. But for the acting, I feel like people would be more willing to vote for Boyhood. I feel um, like it's pretty evenly split. I, I mean, I, again, you could make I an mean, argument right now and make me, we'll by Sunday see, I might switch. But I, I <coughs> feel, and this is not, I'm not making my prediction based on statistics it's totally just a gut feeling which is mm -hmm. you know good or bad but i feel like boyhood is the ordinary people of the 21st <laughs> century like that is an apt comparison yeah i, no, I, no, like, I, I feel like it. it's it's that kind of thing where it uh, really <laughs> speaks to the american experience and it's a special ordinary movie. life yeah um and it, it's, it, I think the Academy is ready to award that. But, I agree, and I still... that being said, my personal choice is Birdman. Well, go ahead and rank it. Um, Birdman is my number one. Boyhood's second. Um, let's see. Then Selma. Then The Grand Budapest Hotel. The Imitation Game. The Theory of Everything. Whiplash. And America's Tiger. Yeah, I st just before I quick list my rankings, I still think Boyhood makes more sense as a Best Picture winner, but I I'm just following statistics, and I it's hard to see Birdman losing after right. Well, as a robot, votes. you gotta go with the numbers. It's so true. Well, it's safe. oh for sure, <laughs> that's true. No um, to rank, but again, Boyhood is my number one movie of the year. I'm pulling for it. 
Also, again, just such exciting choices. I mean, as opposed to it being a horse race between, like, one really innovative, special-feeling movie and then, like, The Imitation Game, which is the king's speech. It's rote. It's safe. Yeah. It's exciting that both of the two main choices feel really Which, special. again, with the preferential ballot and this year being kind of so all over the place, it could definitely still be American Sniper or Selma oh, or... Well, Selma would be great. Probably not Whiplash or Imitation Game, but... It could totally be Grand Budapest Hotel, too, and that would be really exciting. Yeah. Uh, to rank mine, Boyhood is my number one. Uh, my number two is Selma. Number three is Grand Budapest Hotel. Four, Birdman. Five, probably The Imitation Game. Six, American Sniper. Seven, Whiplash. And eight, <laughs> uh, Theory of Everything. Ooh. Well, my rankings yes. are very different. Well, not very different, but my rankings are different. My number one would be Selma. Number two would be Birdman. Number three would be Grand Budapest Hotel. Number four would be Boyhood. Number five would be Imitation Game. Number six would be Theory of Everything. And I would only rank to six because <laughs> an American sniper can go fuck themselves. They don't get any vote for me. <laughs> they don't even deserve to be ranked. I would do a write-in for Wild. All right. And the Baba Duke. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Okay. Next category. Next category is best score. Ooh. We already Wait, we did, did that. best score. Wait. Are you sure? It says Do best score. Best song. I think Matt the dummy threw it back in. No, I sure didn't. No. Okay. Let's do best song. Um. Someone wrote two best scores, so that's a oopsie. There should true. be one. We're gonna have we're um, gonna have missed something. I don't think that's true. Best Rebecca. No, okay, there should be four. Best more. song. Okay, so the the nominees are Everything Is Awesome from Lego Movie, Glory from Selma, Grateful from Beyond the Lights, I'm Not Gonna Miss You from Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me, and Lost Stars from Begin Again. My vote. And I, I'm so scared, but my prediction is still Glory from Selma. My uh, personal favorite is 100% Glory from Selma. And if it doesn't win, I will throw myself out the window. I will defenestrate. <laughs> goodbye. Well, good you guys only live on the second floor. <laughs> it's not going to be that exciting of a defendant situation. Um, no, I mean, there are some other good songs, but Glory is my favorite. So. Yep, mine too. I think it's going to win, and it's my favorite. Um, I, it would 100% get my vote. I, at this point, almost am changing it to Glenn Campbell. For what you predict. For what I predict. And here's why. It seems to me that voters are really put off by Selma just in his existence and I've also heard from people who otherwise like the movie who really don't like I mean the in the first two sentences the first two lines opening lines of Selma he mentions Ferguson and I think it's such a hot button issue that I could see people being really turned off and not voting for it and Glenn Campbell has is like a safe he has Alzheimer's. And right, there's a story there. There's a legacy and blah, blah, blah. <coughs> and I I don't know. I'm really feeling that just Selma, the tides have turned sort of in Academy favor. Again, all the like uproar about it, about it being so white, seems to have turned people even more against Selma. 
And then the fact that the song is so confrontational, I'm not, not even confrontational, but it acknowledges it's, really it's not a, a but confrontational, but it actually acknowledges it the struggle of race. Which even acknowledge it. We're not Whoa, even allowed what? to acknowledge Whoa. Whoa. in society apparently what? anymore that Hello? race is sometimes a struggle for people who are not white. And I say this as a white person, and I have never experienced that, so I'm sorry. But anyway, I I think I might end up predicting a Glenn Campbell, and I'll cry and be very sad. And I want to see Common give another beautiful speech. He had the best speech at the Golden Globes, but I just don't think there's a a clear alternative. Like I I can see the. Lost Stars from Begin Again getting some votes. I can mm-hmm. see Everything is Awesome getting some votes, especially from people who, you know, really stick up for or really like Lego Warren. Movie um, because it didn't get nominated for Animated Feature. You know, Diane Warren for that Beyond the Light song. Clearly she has her fans and she doesn't have an Oscar yet. But I just think Glory is the more important song. It's a clear way to... It is, but it's important to us. I don't feel like it's important to Oscar voters. I feel like it's important to enough. If this was a, a preferential or ranked ballot, it might not be as clear a choice, but I think yeah. there's enough and it's enough also spread out support song. that it's going to No, like, I mean, listen, it's 100% my vote. Even I if agree. it's not important to you. I also think it works really well like under the in the context of enjoyable the, the to film. Listen to, so. listen, I mean, you guys don't have to convince me. but No, I know, but <laughs> like for the... For the Oscar voters, I think I I just still have hope that it'll win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely the front runner, but they're just especially lately been. I'm just worried that there's so people. much backlash against the film in general. I guess you know I never knew that Lyndon Johnson was <laughs> Such the beloved godchild of the world, <laughs> and everyone all of a sudden loves him. I mean, yeah. what? Just get. Rid We're talking about best song. Okay. Glory. No, Glory. I know. I know. Next, we have uh, Best Cinematography, which is another fantastic category this year. Uh, nominees include um, Birdman, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Ida, Mr. Turner, and Unbroken. My prediction is Emmanuel Lubezki for Birdman. Mine as well. I think he'll win his second in a row. He won last year for Gravity, which was his first Oscar. Uh, and that would, in a great field, probably be was, my, my pick. Too. I was going to say, that's an awesome category, and really, if any of them won, I would be delighted. Maybe not Unbroken. But... No, not Unbroken, but at the same time, if, you know... It would be nice to, to see Roger Deakins Right, win. if we have yep. to give a career award, I mean, it would be sad because the other four are so deserving for their cinematography, but at least it's not like it's Super going to a hack. Roger Deakins is an incredibly talented cinematographer. Yep. And if Grand Budapest is like sweeping tech categories, it could totally win here too. Pleased. I'd be pleased if Ida won. For sure. Which probably gets I'm me. Gonna, n- well, it does get my vote. Ida gets my vote. Pretty narrowly. But um, unfortunately, I have to be a little conservative with my prediction. And I am going to have to predict Birdman. I think it's a lot. I really, I honestly, I seriously could see Ida winning. I can picture it in my head, but I think it's because I'm a fanboy of the movie. Yeah, yeah I just um, don't see I think Academy it's the same way that I can action. see Jeff Goldblum <laughs> whisking me away. Becoming president of the United States. Oh, um, I don't care about that. I want him whisking so, me away on a Yeah, no, wage. Birdman is my prediction and Ida's is my um is my favorite, personal favorite. But I love all of these except for Unbroken. Mm-hmm. 
fine. Which can go suck it. Yeah. All I, right. I don't know if I would vote for Ida or Birdman, but they all... Congratulations. Speaking of Ida, best foreign language film. Oh, this is tough. So, would you like to... Do you have the list? Um, yeah. The nominees are Ida... And please say it in their correct accents. Ida! <laughs> oh, no, no. Leviathan. <laughs> uh, Tangerines. <laughs> Timbuktu. And Wild Dells. That's not, not even the... It's not even the Argentinian. I like that you went with. It's not even the Spanish title of the movie. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, Ida will win. Um, although I, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't win, just because foreign language film can surprise very easily. Yeah. But Again, it's... Ida, I think, is my prediction. Certainly my vote. Right, it's the only one any of us have seen. I'm really excited to see all four of the other nominees. Mm -hmm. But again, it's a category that now it's opened up to all of the Academy, and Ida has the most buzz behind it. Even though Leviathan won the Globe, I think Ida, especially with the cinematography nomination, it has the most, you know, it's the most publicized nominee, and I, it's such a deserving winner. Yeah. I'll be so excited when it wins, but I could, I could really see almost any of them winning, except Tangerines. Yeah. Wild think, Tales is really comedic, and it sort of stands out in the category that way. And I've heard it's good Timbuk on a two screener, is really, too, because it's segmented. Yeah, and Timbuktu is supposed to be really moving. Yeah. And Leviathan is kind of hot-button, controversial. Right, if they decide in those, if they want to do the Edward Snowden documentary, and then do the right. Russian... Right, like anti-Russian, but Anti-Russian, Russian, Russian film, Russian yeah. Film, yeah. But I still think Ida is the safe choice, and it would be my vote. Yep. Ida would have, I mean, well, I haven't seen others, but we all right. loved Ida, made all of our top tens. So. Sure did. I thought I picked... I just no, did. No, she oh. did. Um, best director. Now, well, I, okay, I guess I just, yeah, I know. I know. Um, I, <laughs> Matt is trying to control me as usual. Welcome to marriage. Um, <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> direct, <laughs> directing. <laughs> the okay, nominees no more, are... No more Ale ginger. No, no, no. The, uh, <laughs> the nominees are Alejandro G. Inyaritu for Birdman, Richard Linklater for Boyhood, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, Wes Anderson for The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Morton Tildum for The Imitation Game. And originally... Probably yesterday, I was going to say Richard Linklater for directing, and I'm still going to say that, but I was also going to say Birdman for picture. But so, I mean, last year they split and the director and I think it will very easily be a split. But, um, I just don't know which one. I do, <coughs> excuse me, I do think uh, Richard Linklater will win best director, and my um. My vote would also be Richard Linklater. My vote would be Linklater, and I'm going to... And he has been my prediction for a long time, but I'm going to stick with Inyaritu. It's hard, except for last year and the year before, it, splits are not easy to predict. Like, they yeah. are not... I mean, more and more so lately, members have been, thankfully, 
thinking of directing as its own separate category from best picture and best picture is sort of you know the whole the cumulative whole and directing is its own achievement right it's it's great especially i mean two years ago ben affleck wasn't even nominated so of course there was going to be a split that year because argo was clearly winning but last year you looked at um alfonso cordon won for gravity which was such a technical achievement and then 12 years a slave uh won best picture i think i'm rooting for Linklater. he gets my vote but I have to just, again, go with statistics. Inyaritu won the Director's Guild Award, and I'm predicting the film for Best Picture. I think it's... They're both really... Yeah, it's really... Personal funny. and ambitious undertakings, and either one is a fantastic winner. I'm just narrowly going to predict Inyaritu. I keep going back and forth on this, too, and sort of opposite of... of Birdman, which right now I'm predicting for Best Picture. Um, I'm still predicting Richard Linklater for for Boyhood. And I think the reason is, as as technologically astounding as Birdman is, you could also credit the various departments. Like, I think so much of Birdman is that cinematography, which, Mm -hmm. yes, he shepherds it in order to, and obviously collaborates, but it feels almost like an achievement from... Emmanuel Lubeski versus specifically mm-hmm. Inuritu. And I think I think Boyhood just feels like such... I feel like a lot of times directing goes to the thing that feels like the biggest achievement or the biggest gamble. And I think just the whole narrative of the filming a little bit over 12 years. I mean, no other director has done it. It's sort of a revolutionary, revolutionary new way to think about putting together a story. And then I also think beyond that, I know that from things I've read, Inuritu can be a bit crusty <laughs> and difficult. Um, and I think Richard Linklater is maybe like one of the nicest guys working in Hollywood. Hmm. And I think he almost feel I feel like he almost seems like the working class choice. Which is why I think he's gonna he and Bert Boyhood <laughs> Birdhood Bird. and, and Boy. Man. I hope they're both ties, you guys. I hope so. I mean, for the best. Oh my god, that would be so amazing. I mean, it won't happen in Best Picture. Um, I think he's going to do well the night before the Oscars at the Independent Spirit Awards. I just think the Academy at large, you know, Inyarich has been nominated before, and no, I mean, I think that it could very well be that. I just think that there's something about Richard Linklater's narrative and who he is as a person that feels so special that will give him the edge. But I don't. I just don't give voters that much credit, (laughs) unfortunately. Again, the they'll vote for Kate Winslet and the reader. That they will. Um, and our last category, uh, which also says best score, but I crossed it off because the one we forgot, it was best animated short, which Nathan and I have actually seen all of these. Um, nominees are The Bigger Picture, The Dam Keeper, Feast, Me and My Molten, and A Single Life. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of really any of them. I think Feast will win. It's the Disney one that played before Big Hero 6 about a dog and it it's kind of moving i teared up at it but i think it could certainly be so it also gets my vote uh but it could certainly be the dam keeper which is more of a it has more of a message yeah he's just trying to steal my thunder because he knows i'm gonna predict the dam keeper (laughs) i loved this lineup and if you have a chance, if in your city they're showing the the animated shorts, I would highly recommend going out to see them because it's a, it's a different experience in the theater. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the Dam Keeper has the edge. I think Feast is definitely my second 
choice for prediction. Um, my favorite was <laughs> definitely a single life. Yes. <laughs> um, hilarious. I think it was only two or two three minutes. minutes long. It's two minutes long, and it's just basically like brilliant. one joke, but it it, it it's perfect. It's, yeah, it's good. So. Well, I, I haven't seen them, sadly, so I will abstain from voting, but I think it's going to be the damn keeper. And I feel like something's been happening recently in the in the animation shorts that actually Disney hasn't been winning. Like, the go-to standard was... the Paper was, Man two years ago. I know, but I just feel like in the past several years, it's always the Disney one that gets predicted, and there's been more of a movement to recognize other artists in the short category. Mm-hmm. That one always feels a little bit more adventurous than the animated feature, which is why I'm going with the Dam Keeper, even though I have I not totally seen it. I totally agree. Yeah. Fair enough. And those are our predictions. Uh, it's just an hour and a half of predictions. We had planned to make it 45 minutes. Of we, we only did. doubled it. Thanks for listening. Yep. Stay tuned at the <laughs> at the site. We'll have this posted. We'll have our if we had a ballot, and we'll have our final predictions all up, including our Oscar menu for what we'll be eating and drinking uh, during the awards. Um, also, if you use any of our personal predictions in an office pool and win money, you're required to give <laughs> um, 50% of that to the person whose predictions you used. Amen. And finally, if you like this podcast and listen to it, uh, rate it highly yeah, on, iTunes. on iTunes. Right, unless you're going to give it one star, then don't rate it. Just <laughs> stop listening it. and move on. You can go onto the Cinema site and rate Matt with one star. Yeah, just troll <laughs> us, please. Not on iTunes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Happy Oscar watching. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye.